What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Goblin Beat, Goblin's Gaming Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Google Podcasts and all those other places where you go to listen to all the podcasts that literally everybody's making now because apparently that's what people did during the pandemic. But that's okay. We're still the best podcast out there, so make sure to download us, stream us, listen to us over and over again, send us money on Patreon. If you're watching Twitch, try not to vomit from watching John's camera going all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Or all the cat butt. Yeah, maybe. Cat butt tonight. There might be people who tune in specifically for the cat butt. Oh, well, in that case, I should open the door so the cat butts can enter. Distributor. Just try not to judge those people. All right, so. It's too late. They've been judged. uh, And found wanting. And so we are playing the Impossible Landscapes campaign tonight, which is a Delta Green campaign. Uh, Cthulhu horror mythos based. Um, If you've been listening the past several sessions, you'll know that we've been literally sometimes thrashing around trying to figure out what's going on in this pretty small building. It's lucky that we're not having to explore anything larger than this or we'd probably be dead or crazy or both by now. So anyway, um, I'm playing Billy Holden, but not going by Billy Holden right now. Not now I'm going by Dr. Timothy Caulfield. Um, I'm actually a foreign service officer and combat veteran. I work for the Foreign Agriculture Service. Um, yeah, and so far I've been losing sanity because I've, I've felt felt helpless uh, during most of this adventure. Uh, also joining us tonight, we got Brandon, who's playing Joseph Kriga, but is currently just known as Agent Joe. Because that's so much different than Joseph. Because <laughs> he's yeah. he's really it's like good. Your agent, agent next door. Like, was that guy's name Joe? Joseph? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joey. He's really oh, good with a different guy. Maybe it really wasn't good. John. Yeah, he's good with computers. Good with not, computers, not, but not, not so much with aliens. <laughs> But not so much with aliases. I mean, I'd argue having skills with computers in 1995 is more special than having skills with computers today. Yeah, but not very much is actually connected in 95. I'm pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure my six-year-old could make an app if she wanted to. <laughs> but he does have a backpack full of 3.5-inch floppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one in his pants. Oh. I knew someone was going to go that direction. <laughs> All right, moving on. We also got John, who's playing Moses Baum Gardener. Don't say bum because he doesn't garden bums. He's a Baum Gardener. Um, yeah. Bam. <laughs> Dr. Lewis, to you, if you don't mind. That's right. You young so and so. He's an uh, art historian and a restorer. Yeah. And he's an uh, art historian. An amateur handball player. Yes. And then also joining us tonight is Ben, who's playing Surly, um, Smelly, Kurt Johnson. 
U.S. Marshal, currently going by Agent Slash. The top hat and the frizzy hair that gives him away. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, man? I thought you were in a thought you were in a pretty successful rock band right now. So, oh, is this like this is right about now where they're like, um, use your illusion, right? Era of things. Volume two, maybe. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so when we last left off, we were calling people, trying to figure things out. Kind of figured out that most of these people appeared to have been, from the outside world's perspective, missing since March or April. And none of them seem to be aware of it. They'll have expired food in their fridges. Weird stuff's going on. They seem to be kind of like glamored that, not really aware of it. And then... um. We were exploring the building based upon this weird map um, that okay. we found. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's Saturday, August twelfth. Uh, it's about six p.m. at this point. What year is it? Nineteen ninety-five. Oh, Ben is almost wearing a time frame appropriate T-shirt. Almost he missed it by a year. <laughs> oh, nice. I think he should get a Benny. I'll give him. I'll give him two extra bennies. <clears throat> we were playing gold now on that thing. That's right. Gosh, don't ever play gold night with John. No, I tried playing it a couple years ago, and I was terrible. And because I was like, "Is that a person or just a smudge on the screen?" The graphics <laughs> were terrible. Right. The Baker semicircle of death was finally defeated. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, college. So that's all you need to so, know. So, so the recording, we could someone could try to get to get the recording. We're having Brandon review the tapes, um, and then we're also exploring the uh, the apartment. So I guess we, yeah, we can decide what it came from. That or what. Yeah, the tapes came from Thomas Manuel's apartment. Uh, so far, those have just been basically just the sounds of the apartment or the hotel at night. They're not ordered or labeled or anything. Um, we're not at a point of everyone like doing their night thing. We're still like during the day. Well, it's six, six in the evening, um, six in the afternoon. However you want to look at it. You, um, I think we should stick around for uh nighttime. Yeah. So we did hear someone talk about the night too. manager. Uh, Thomas Manuel did. He said that night manager let him use this basement space, but you have not seen any night manager so far. Do we find out? Yeah. I have a feeling the night want, manager um, wears gray, has a big dog, and carries a briefcase. Uh, when we talked to Roger's agent, and she said she had the recording that she could give us. Mm-hmm. Um. Would there be a way to get that from her with it being after office hours? Uh, it's at her house because he left a message at her house. Uh, she said if you came by whenever, um, you could have okay. it. As long as you well, know if, you showed her identification. If you all want to chill there and keep uh, um, investigating, I could go to her house and you know, like pick up some takeout dinner for us all since it's like 6 o'clock at night. Sure. 
Yeah, you could up some surveillance. Do our own little use that microphone and listen. Listen. Figure out what's going on. You That's a good already idea. checked her place, and it's a it's a little less than thirty minutes to her place from here. Uh, you yeah. just <laughs> so you can be there and back in an hour. So, oh, yeah, we'll I'll hang out that. here. I don't think we need to explore the possible mystical tunnel quite yet, but um, we'll wait here and see if we can find this Castaigne guy. All right. So, uh, all right. While John is gone, does, what do y'all want to do? Is anybody still going to be cataloging stuff in the room? Have you given up on that? Uh, do you have another I guess I'm going to listen to the tapes while going through the room. Set up some listening for over the night. All right. What about uh, Agent Slash and Dr. Tim? Um, is an hour enough time for me to get to the library and back to f- try to figure out more about this child? Which child is it? Um, the one we need to start with. Um, um, well, I think. Uh, you Peter saw that somehow you guys knew that he was on the list of that guy's supposed victims, right? I think we just supposed that we found out that he was a murdered child, but oh, I see. you just kind of assumed it. Yeah, you can. Uh, I'll say you can get there and back in uh, in thirty in an hour. Sure. I go find my future cult leader. <laughs> yes, I need to. I need to give him a name. Get him a little more crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, his name is Zachary Pratt. How about that, Zach Pratt. Does he, does he have a son named Chris? Maybe. No, I'm All pretty right. sure Chris. Uh, yeah, he would be a little bit old to be Chris Pratt. He's probably Chris Pratt's older brother. Because Chris Pratt's around our age. Yeah, this guy's in his sixties and in ninety-five. Uh, maybe Chris Pratt's grandfather. Right, uh, ben, what does Agent Slash yes. want to do for this hour? You gonna stay there and search with Agent Joe? I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess it's better to have two people around than just one. Hey, why don't yeah, you do what he, what he talked about and use that microphone and try to set up our own surveillance? Yeah, yep. yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, so you're setting up the microphone outside. Bug the room. VHS camcorder set up behind the bush or the <laughs> the fake plane in the hallway. <laughs> You don't have a VHS camera. You guys can go get one tomorrow if you Not want. Not that cool. <laughs> you don't have high-tech gadgets like that. I can stop by Radio Shack on my way back. Okay. I'm going to stop by Radio Shack on my way back and get a... It's Radio Shack. Get Just a camcorder and some uh, some radios. Okay, sure. Get the components you need. Seven All right. On two days. What kind of role can you give me, Ben, for your uh, setting up this surveillance? 
well, I guess I don't know what all is an option. Not computer science, we know that. Not the computer um, science. Um, computers? I would say Maybe. criminology would work for knowing how to set it up. Uh, I would also possibly take um, stealth or yeah, like some kind of electronics role. Hand to hand? I will do criminology. All right. Well, what's your criminology sitting at? All right, 40. yeah, 40%. I'll say you can set it up pretty good. It takes a little time. While he's doing that, you can give me another search roll, Agent Joe. All right. Here it comes. Oh, failure. That's a bummer. Nope. All right, yeah, you don't. Well, I was giving you plus 20%, wasn't I? If you were, then I passed. All right, yes. I had a search of 40, so they have the other 60. Okay, you find something. It's amazing if I just keep looking at this wall, I I have more more objects hidden in it. (laughs) You find a photo, uh, which based on background information you've gotten, I will show this to you. Uh, looks like it's probably a photo of Abigail's parents. Damn. I just uh, have this horrible singing feeling that next time we play a game with Danny, or maybe even this one, that Danny's just putting a bunch of bullcrap evidence in there of someone who's like legitimately insane and has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and we're just tracking down all these leads to somebody that literally has no connection to what we're there for. <laughs> give me give me another search roll while you're looking at this this photo. Uh so it's okay. a middle-aged couple in what's apparently a living room. All right. All right. Am I adding 20 to this one? Uh, yeah. Just uh Look at that photograph. Just oh, That's time even a bad one. Fumble. Makes me laugh. Yeah, you don't know. It just It's a weird picture. Their eyes are kind of kind of scratched out. Uh, strange. You can show that to your friends when they, yeah. when they get back. Let them make sand rolls later. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, with the all right, John, you arrive. Takes you twenty six <clears throat> minutes. You make it to uh, this lady's apartment. She's in a fairly nice apartment building, and uh, you introduce yourself, and she buzzes you up. Uh, when I get up there, I just uh, introduce myself as Doctor Lewis. Uh, explained that we spoke on the phone about uh, Roger, and uh, and she said that she had some recordings that that we might be interested in. She nods, says yes. Uh, do you have any kind of identification? Oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, so I show her the FBI credentials that we were given. Okay. Uh, yeah. With that, uh, she's actually had the cassette in her hand. She said, "Here's you. Here you go." Um, it's strange. Uh, Rogers made a couple of uh, clumsy attempt, like romantic attempts towards me in the past. You know, I've, I've just been sort of nicely uh, rebuffed him as best I could. Um, so this—that's why uh, 
content may seem sort of strange. Um, any, anyway, it, it was bizarre. So uh, I'm glad I'm giving it to you. Is he still continuing to make passes at you, or that, that... I haven't had, yeah, I haven't had any contact with him since he left this message, and that was the nineteenth of April. Yeah, wow. uh, he, it's very specific. He, yeah, he well, he, it was you know it was time stamped on the on the uh, tape. <clears throat> he hasn't okay. he hasn't called or responded to any of my phone calls since then. So okay. Um, well, uh, yeah. thank you for, uh, for giving us this info. We'll do our best to figure out what's going on. And, yeah. uh, you make me a luck roll. Oh, okay. A luck roll. Uh, success. Okay. Her phone rings. Uh, Ooh. and she, uh, like she kind of stands up straight. She looks, what's your human at? Uh, it's I think it's pretty high. I'm at 40. Okay, you can tell she looks uh, uncomfortable. She said, that's probably that strange caller. Um, you wouldn't want to answer it, would you? Uh, sure. Did you say that there's usually someone on the other end of the line? Or yeah, does it sound that, like a recording? It's, it sounds like a person. He just says most of the same things every time. It rings a, a, a now a third time. Okay, well... Uh... I guess I, I walk over and pick up the receiver. Sand check. All right. There's a uh, there's a uh, sound. You hear a breath on the other side, and then uh, a male voice says, "Start with Peter Devaros." Okay. Uh, and I'll just say, "Who is this?" Um. There's a there's a. Uh, a second of silence, and then a voice says, Moses? This is uh, Dr. Carroll. It's um, Moses. It's not your cue yet, and, he, and, the, and it hangs up. That's weird. Interesting. I think that, that deserves a sand check. <laughs> it's a, vo- a voice you've never heard before, and it knew your first name. Uh, what is it, wait? So it didn't sound like any kind of any voice that I've heard, like anyone from the apartment complex or anything. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Sand check. Here I come. Success. All right. Success. You're okay with it. That that was interesting. It's weird. Happens all the time. Okay. Uh down okay um well i'm not gonna act like uh the person on the other end of the line said anything different i'm just gonna try to play it off mm-hmm. uh so that the lady doesn't you know figure out anything was weird i'll just tell her yes it was that voice again uh if it calls back and if it says anything different than it has other times please let us know i guess i'll give her I don't know what's a, it's what's a good way for her to contact us. My my <laughs> beeper, beeper number. <laughs> yeah, you can have a beeper, sure. All right. Yeah, I'll give her my beeper number. Okay. <laughs> Things we all thought was incredibly cool back then. Yeah. It was. 
I guess uh, if I get a beeper, can mine have like the the neon green clear plastic shell? Yeah, that's that's what mine had in '95. <laughs> Heck yeah! Now it's like my worst nightmare. Like all I can do is be notified that somebody is needing whatever my time and attention and whatever. <laughs> that's the only thing I get out of it. <laughs> and all you've got is a beeper that yeah. spells out boobies. <laughs> well. I never had nine one one. I had a beeper when I worked for Defects in Dalton the first time, and it was annoying. All right, looks like Danny's referring to the Motorola Bravo beeper. What's a Motorola? The Motorola yeah. Bravo. You know that so clearly. <laughs> All right, well, I just looked it uh, up online. You make it. You make it to the library. Uh, it's not shift change. You know, people are leaving for the day. But you see old Zachary dusting some books off in a corner. Sub Zach. Oh, hello. You got any more interesting things to look up? Jesus, where'd that photo come from? The story so that Bogus uh, found. found. Yeah. Good, good God, do we know who that is? Uh, well, yeah, somebody has to get there and make a better a better search check looking at it than he did. Oh, Jesus. All right. <sighs> hey, Zach. Um, doing some more research into this uh, guy we talked about earlier. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the Darabondi fellow. Exactly. Uh, found a name that I think... Could be one of his victims, probably one of his earliest victims here in New York. But I All didn't right. know. I was just trying to confirm that it's just a hunch. It's a missing mm. child from uh, 1921 named Peter Devereaux. Was it? Uh, was it in the? The name wasn't in those books that you already looked at. Uh, I didn't remember. I could check through. I could check through them again. All right, if you have those with you, he helps you look through them. Um, well, I turn them back he lets in, you look through those. Back in. Okay, yeah. So he grabs those, sets them out, and says, "I'll look. Uh, I'll look through some the criminal records from that year as well." Yeah, the missing persons. Yeah, nineteen twenty-one. All right, so he goes to the back to do that. You look. You look through the book. You don't find the name, uh, but he comes back about ten minutes later. <clears throat> And he says, uh, well, I didn't, uh, I did see that that was a missing child. Uh, it was never found. Um, but I also saw that the, uh, as far as I can tell from the records, the New York police still have the uh, last effects of, of Darabondi in storage, including some sort of journal that he like supposedly kept a list of all the, the children he claims to have killed. Okay. That's disturbing. Yeah. New York police still have that in storage, huh? Uh, According to the records, they do. uh, Okay. It could have been purged and just never recorded, of course. Do we have a phone number, Danny, to contact Agent Marcus? Where's the email? You you have an encrypted email that uh, Agent Joe can contact him on. Alright. Well, Alright. 
Thanks, Zach. You've been a lot of help. Oh, of course, of course. This is all very intriguing. Yeah, it's crazy interesting. All right. <coughs> so I'm going to head out and head back by Radio Shack and pick up the camcorder and some radios for the crew. All right. Uh, so you all meet back. Uh, John, you're picking up dinner for everyone on the way back, right? Yeah. All right, so a little little after seven, the two of you fortuitously meet out in front of the building. At the same time, Agent Slash and Agent Joe are rolling sand checks as they sit in the room. <laughs> Just because we're there. <laughs> I think Danny has a sand check quota that he has to meet to be able to uh, DM Delta Green. Sorry, right. it's the end of the session. I've got to have at least three or i got to turn in my D- my handler's license. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's see. It's either sand checks or somebody's soul gets eaten. Well, actually, passing it doesn't always mean that. All right. All right, Agent Joe succeeds. Agent Slash. Drum roll. One forget. One point of sand loss. That's a good one. Or chicken. All right, you guys are fine. Oh, did you want to look at this photo that he uh, <laughs> that he found, Ben? Can you get back in there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why not? Let's do it. So you can give me a who like scratches take a little, up the, take a little look. See. All right, give me a. Do you need me to check. make another sand check? Just a search check. For a search now. check. Okay. Why, why do yeah. crazy people? Well, I suck at the these. Eyes? So. It's why do sane people ever scratch out the eyes? Well, it didn't matter. I still failed. All right, fine. All right. So you two, I will fail every search check with forty without fail. That was sixty percent too. Oh dang! It was one less than my roll. Yeah, true. All right. Oh, it was one less than your. So uh, the doctor, 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 comes in to see agent, agent, sitting there looking at this photo. Uh, hey, Agent uh, Joe, I need you... you to send an email. Yeah, need but... I need you to send an email to Agent Marcus telling him that we need access to I'm the say, last what is the email? Of, <laughs> uh, it's a secret network for sending messages. Of Asa Darabondi. I spelled it out for him. In the possession of the New York City Police Department. Especially okay. the the journal. If we can't get a hold of anything else, we need to get access to his journal. So, can you email I, Agent uh, Marcus to see if you can make that happen? Yeah, I crack open. I might the, be able to make that happen. And hand him a photo to look at while I'm doing it. All right, Agent uh, Doctor Doctor, you guys can both make search checks plus twenty five percent because, good gracious, somebody should be able to look at a photo. Plus. Not no, just the doctors. Oh. Dr. Tim and when you do custom percentage, where do you put the numbers at? Uh, if it if it won't let you, uh, does it just have plus twenty plus forty or whatever? Is that yeah, uh-huh. plus forty. Give it a plus forty. Is it just me or is John always play someone with a PhD in Delta Green? Thirty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, success. I think he did it. Finally, what about you, somebody. 
Yeah, it's a photo, guys. Oh, I got it too. All right. Did, yeah, you can look at it too. All right, yeah. Yo, that one was even better. Okay, so you both look at this photo, uh, and you you notice that uh, behind the couple, and there's an arm in a puffy Harlequin costume. The hand is That's clad cute. in a white glove. Ooh. Michael uh, Jackson lived here. The other details are not visible. Uh, you point this out and show it to uh, Agent Agent, I guess. Over there, Slash and Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see it you now. Notice that the first time. The weird creepy the Daryl. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, so he, they point that out. Uh, Agent Slash, make a sand check. <laughs> oh. Come is on it, now. Is, I pull up my, my photo of the painting of the clown in the basement. Is it the same? Outfit. It looks like the same outfit. Ben succeeds. You you lose one sand from unnatural. As you realize that looks like the exact same arm as the clown you saw a couple days ago. Do I? Oh, you want me to make part. a sand check? I lost one. Since I pulled anyway. Out, since, since I pulled pulled out that painting and looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I show it to Ben so he makes another sand check too? No, he lost his one sand. It's just going to be like a never-ending spiral of sad checks as you're like, look at this. No, look at this one. <laughs> oh, critical loss. And a critical That's a critical success. success. Sorry. So, zero critical for you, success. Though. Yeah, but it is freaky. I hate that fucking clown. And, uh, and with, your, with your search successes, you also recognize these as the parents of Abigail. You remember, I think the mother is supposed to be dead. And the father is a retired police detective. So this has to be a fairly old photo because she's been dead a little while. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Beyond that, you uh, you all eat. What did you get everybody to eat? Uh, I, I picked up some. Uh, uh, well, I was uh, going to say some kind of uh, Chinese or Thai takeout. There you go. Okay. My man. Thai food. Sushi. So we're all shooting spicy peanut stuff later. (laughs) All right. You uh, listen to our surveillance. We also got the recording. um, And uh, I guess I'm going to tell everybody about answering the phone and that whoever was on the other end. Knew my name, not my fake name, but my actual name, which I'm not sharing. Uh, and said that it wasn't my cue yet. Why did you tell them your name? Like in the play, huh? I didn't tell them my name, but yeah, I mean, it was like making her. That that's what I thought of too. I thought of the the weird script thing that we found. Yeah. Okay, you guys, um, let's see, I guess we'll finish up our meal and then... Well, do y'all want to listen to this this answering machine recording while you're listening to eating your food? Just wait till after. (laughs) I think we should do that. Sure. And then... uh, um, (laughs) Is is Krieger able to, like, pull phone records and see where the phone calls are originating? I have no idea at this point what he actually has (laughs) to do. He would have to, he'd have to tap the line, put a put a tap on the line, but he could do that. <laughs> the phone company hasn't put their records. 
<laughs> on an accessible database shit. It's a it's a hard line, so you'd have to like, physically you'd have to physically tap it. Yeah, but that is something you can do. All right, so you listen if to this. Needs to be sacrificed in their future, it's mine. If you listen to this, oh, I can be. Like, I'm so useless. <laughs> you listen to this message, and it's obviously the voice of Roger Karen. It's and it says, "Carmen, Carmen, I listen." I don't know if this is getting through. Listen, I, I found something. It's amazing. The book. It's uh, it's just incredible. It's so freaking inspiring. I, I'm working on something new. Something to do with the change. You'll you'll see. I love it. The way things are now, the way the building, I don't know, is. I can't explain it. The upstairs just go on and on. The doors keep on. Uh, I don't know. Going? It's incredible. Like a, like a Borgia's story. It's like living in a surreal novel. I, I can't describe it. The, the others warned me not to call, but here uh, here, here I am. Just wanted to say goodbye uh, to tell you not to come by anymore. I, I won't be here. I'm hoping to move upstairs soon to live with the others. Abby and the others are waiting, so gotta go. Love and kisses. Oh, this was Roger Karen. Bye. And then it stops. Yeah, that's um, not weird at all. That probably explains why these other apartments were empty. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, so that reminds me, you all at this point, uh, well, everybody, make me a intelligence check. Or now, you know, don't don't even worry about it. You all realize you haven't talked to the company that owns this place yet, Art Life. Well, we need to let Moses do that because, as we discovered last time, he's the smooth talker. Mm. All right, I say let's let Moses do that, and in the meantime, um, Agent Joe, you keep going through those recordings. And me and Agent Slash are just going to check the first couple of floors to see if we can find, in the basement, to see if we can find this night manager. Yay. All right. Um, night manager. So call, there is three ways. All right. There is a phone jack in the in the apartment you're in that's live. So if you guys just want to say you've got a, got a phone at Radio Shack 2 and plug it in, you can do that. Oh, yeah, and I give everybody a radio and... All right, tune into channel three, and we all check them, make sure they're working. Okay. All right, keep your radio going. And hey, um, and Agent Slash and I will set up this VHS out here um, while we're looking around. It's camcorder. Uh, we're going to train it on Thomas's apartment. I guess Moses um, is going to try to look up Art Life's phone number in the phone book. <laughs> All right. uh, I'll say the, yeah, yeah. You find it really easily. Okay. Uh, I guess I call the main office, uh, but at this point, it's what like seven o'clock at night. It is seven on a Saturday. Yeah, so they're probably not going to answer. Uh, make me a luck check. All right. I feel lucky, punk. And what's uh? What's Agent Joe doing? I feel critically lucky. 
Agent wow. Joe was listening to tapes and looking through the apartment room. All right. Rooms. Sorry. Trying to get rid of that sand as quick as you can. <laughs> That's the only thing I can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, sure enough, someone does pick up the phone. Uh, it rings twice, and uh, you hear a tired female voice say, Art Life, this is Cynthia. Uh, I'm just a little surprised that anybody answered and uh, and introduces himself as uh, Dr. Lewis and that I'm working with the FBI and we're investigating a disappearance of a tenant at one of their buildings. Oh, uh, is this about the, the Abigail Wright case? Uh, yes, we've been asked to come in and catalog her belongings and see if we can't find any other clues leading to her whereabouts. Oh, yeah, yeah, the poor girl. Yeah, um, but we were just wondering if we could get a little more information about the other tenants in the building. Um, Roger, Thomas, uh, my notebook here, uh, Lewis and Michelle. Uh, our current residents, but we noticed there's several empty apartments and wondered if maybe uh, had any, inform- any information on uh, former tenants. Um, well, yeah, it's just uh, just the four of them that are there besides, uh, you know, Abigail was in one of the other apartments, but it's just the four. Um, we, uh, we're actually, we're kind of in the process of, of hoping to to uh, remodel the whole whole building so we're we're sort of just waiting out these last few tenants and then we're gonna uh, strip the whole thing on the inside we're hoping to remodel it and, and reopen it in 97 19, in 97 sometime that's kind of our tentative plan so that's why the building's mostly empty gotcha. um, tentative plan but uh <laughs> um which which may happen sooner than sooner than that because none of the tenants have paid their rent in over a month um so we're we're beginning the process of sending all their bills to collection. And honestly, uh, I was just here in the office looking, uh, filling all this paperwork. They, as far as I can tell, uh, none of the apartments have have power or phone or water or anything either. That that's all been cut off for over a month. So I don't know what's going on there. Have you uh, been in contact with the night manager, Mister Castain? Uh, make me. You said your humans at forty percent. Yeah. There's a shocked uh, silence. She says, there's, there's no such person. I, I, what, what are you talking about? There's not a night manager. Our understanding is that there was a night manager that took care of the building or the property for you all. No. If someone's, if someone's passing themselves off of the night manager, they're, they're, uh, they're lying. They're, we, don't, we don't employ anyone like that. Oh, I, I could have been confused. Um, let's see, uh, I guess, um, were there any former tenants prior to these four, uh, since Art Life took over the building? Um, there have, yeah, there have been, but not, uh, the five tenants that were there are the only ones that have been there for the last couple of years. And, uh, prior to 
them stopping paying their bills or anything. Were there any other issues with the property? Uh, no, there was. There was the one time Abigail, uh, you know, had that that mugging thing that happened uh, up on the second floor on the stairs. Hey. But that's that's yeah. Thankfully, she wasn't hurt. And did uh, Art Life do anything to increase the security of the building uh, after that? Or yeah, we changed the locks, yeah, on the outside and, and all of that afterwards. Okay, she seemed a little perturbed by that question, like like scared. There might be some sort of liability. We did we did everything the insurance company said we should do. Right, I'm just an investigator. You don't have to worry about any kind of liability issues um all right uh well how are you planning on uh serving the uh eviction notices to the uh to the tenants no just just uh you know standard way we'll have uh uh police come in and issue them is what we normally do okay um, <clears throat> yeah um uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, you don't want to get the names of those other people, just in case. What are the people? The the previous tenants? Yeah, just in case they end up being like missing. Yeah, um, yeah. If you could, uh, if, if you have a list of the former tenants, if you could uh, give that to me, I would uh, like to follow up with some of them. Oh gosh, um, I'd have to go through and, and round that up. I could I could have that for you uh, maybe Monday morning. Uh, that'd be fine. Uh, I'm assuming you have some kind of work email or something. Um, she does not know how to work the email. Uh, oh, she can okay. she can give you a a hard copy and you can come by and pick it up. Okay. She gives well, you the address. <laughs> and then uh, also, uh, if you had plans to renovate the building, um, do you have any uh, plans or drawings made showing what the the eventual process or what the building will look like when it's done? Um, I do not. Uh, I think that they're supposed to be drawing those up uh, sometime this year because, you know, the, it's two years from when they want to have it complete. So we weren't planning on starting anything, I think, till next summer. Who actually oh, owns okay. our life? You don't know. Oh, thought uh, Moses knew the company. Yeah, I've, um, I've I've been there and tried to talk to them, but but none of them none of them would talk to me when I came. Uh, so you now we're trying, kind of just throwing our hands up at the situation at this point. Okay, well, that's very frustrating, I know, to deal with tenants that won't keep up their end. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll swing by to pick up that list of tenants, and uh, you know, if we find out anything else uh, that would be important, we'll let you know. Uh, would it be possible Monday uh, when we stop by to, to meet with uh, the owner there of Art Life? Um, well, it's, you know, it's just a non-profit. It's got a board. Um, I'm the the property manager. Uh, if any of the board members happen to be around, you can certainly meet with them. But but for the most part, they're sort of just hands off. We just have quarterly meetings, that kind of thing. Okay. But I can give well, you uh, I can give you all my information. She gives you her full name is Cynthia Lachance. 
Uh, that's name. That name's not familiar to us at all, is it? Um. Uh, let me see. Make me uh, a history check. Okay. I failed. Three. It sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like you've read the name of chance recently, but you can't place where. All right. I thank her for her uh, help and uh, let her know that we'll stop by sometime on Monday to to pick okay. up that list of tenants. All right. She writes down your name too. It was Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Lewis. Lewis. Yep. All right. All right. <coughs> All right, so who was next? Uh, Matt and Ben, what were you guys doing again? We're going to go plant, uh, set up the camera, hidden camera, right. um, trained on Thomas's door, and then check out, go up to the second floor, not the third floor, but the second floor, mm-hmm. and kind of work All our right. way down to the basement looking for this night manager. All right, you go to the second floor. Oh, what do you want to do up there? Oh, do we get the camera set up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, up. we're just going to see. Me, I brought that map with me, so I guess I'll check the map to see if there's anything that we wanted to look at up here that we haven't already looked at. Um, I must say it's around yeah. 7.30 now. We checked out. We already, yeah, we already checked out everything on this level. Uh, like the well, door, you didn't. It's, well, door on seven twelve and the seven. hangman's noose. Those are in people's apartments. What on seven twelve? I'm sorry. Oh, door on seven twelve. First floor, lower right hand uh, apartment. Yeah, I thought you were going up to the second floor, though, right? So uh, on the first floor is ground floor, uh, first floor, and second floor. So I'm not. We're not going to the second floor. Sorry. Oh, you're going to the first floor. Just first floor. We're gotcha. not going up to the the one above crazy. the ground floor. Yeah, we're not going to the gotcha. crazy floor yet. Okay. Without everything else. All right. So you're up on the first floor. Right. Yes, yeah, so you're going to the hangman's room. Is that what you were doing? You already did that, didn't you? Yeah, we already did that. And the door on seven twelve is the feminist writer's room, right? No, uh, that is Lewis Post's room. The the one with the weird tunnel coming out of it is. Uh, oh, that's right. Room. That's right. Um, and Post, we we went in there pretty recently. Yeah, he let. Yeah, he let you in. Um. Okay. Yeah, he was the first one. There's the next one that no, he was the first one that we noticed had the weird food in the fridge. Okay, I so I guess we'll just yeah, we're just gonna keep search. I thought well, I thought we noticed it first in Lewis's because he went to get food, and then we noticed it next in Thomas's, but maybe not. So anyway, <clears throat> yeah, we're just searching around for the night manager. Just uh, are there other doors? Other to open doors. Um, the um, the upper left hand one. Mm-hmm. Who's in that one? That is empty. Let's go check that out then. All right. Uh, so, is it just Walker. the hangman's noose and the tunnel one that have people in it? And the other two are empty. It is. 
Let me double check. I think the ones on the left hand side are both empty. Because I know the one downstairs with like roses and butter and whatever. That's 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 Abigail's apartment. Yeah, the ones on the left hand side are both empty. Both of those are empty, and the ones on the right hand side are are Lewis is the southern one, and Michelle is the northern one. All right, and then Thomas. Talk to Michelle at all. And Thomas. Have we talked to Michelle at all? Yeah, she hated you. She talked to somebody just in the door and wouldn't wouldn't uh, really talk to them or let them in or anything. Mm. You can talk to her. Try to talk to her if you want to. You didn't try. No, I'm okay. I won't get anywhere with it. Just don't ask very mas. Don't act very masculine. And then Thomas and Roger and Abigail all lived on the ground floor, and so there was only one empty apartment on the ground. No, no, there's no empty apartments on the ground floor. Only that's right, yeah, because it's... That's right. Okay. And we've already checked out all those apartments. We have not checked out these two empty apartments. So let's do that, and then we'll keep... And then we'll kind of search our way down, back down to the ground floor, and then down to the basement looking for this night manager. And if we can't find all anything, right. then we're going to gather everybody together, and we're going to head up to the second floor to where this tunnel is marked. All right. Make me an alertness check as you guys are searching the first floor. Um, I, my alertness is really high. 80. You, your boasting guarantees a critical failure. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you Success. both succeed. All right. Um, you notice... Nothing unusual in those rooms over there, but uh, you do, when you're in the uh, northern room, you hear from below you the sound of someone playing with a dog. Sounds like they're playing fetch. Um, And then as you're coming back out, you notice uh, Michelle's door is cracked just slightly open, maybe like a quarter of an inch. It's not closed all the way. Did we go knock on Michelle's door? Just bust up, man. Ah, screw it. Yeah, I'm going to bust in there. (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid man style? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah! I'm going to radio down. We're busting into Michelle's. (laughs) (laughs) Then they hear the the door come crashing down. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to say, we're busting into Michelle's. Uh... Which one did you say? The northern one was the one that we were in that we heard the dog yeah. below us? So that would be right, Thomas's yeah. apartment. That's right. So check Thomas's apartment for a dog. I say, and we head down and we head over to Michelle's. All right. You go into the... You bust in there and it's quiet. Um... It's a well-put-together apartment. Directly in front of you is a... a Fairly sizable bookshelf, I guess. Um, it's got maybe 30 books in it or so, something like that. Uh, not 30, I'm sorry, probably like a few hundred, maybe 300 books um, of different sorts. They're kind of uh, somewhat, somewhat in disarray. Uh, so right left is a restroom. And yeah, it looks like looks like the other apartments, you know, stylistically and everything beyond that. 
Is the power on? Lights are on? Yeah, power and lights are on just like everywhere else. Go check the fridge. Oh, I guess we'll say, Michelle? Uh, there's no I'm going fridge. to check the fridge. I'm going to get a snack. Yeah, so tell Michelle Van Fritz. Yeah, no, no response. Well, snack time for me. I guess okay. we search the apartment and see if we can find her. All right. Well, the the fridge is directly to the uh, right. All right. So, what are you going to search? Well, Matt? before that, before that, I'm going to close and lock the door behind me. Okay. So, if anybody tries to come in, we'll hear it. I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to search around in general to see if I can find her. Yeah, you know, behind doors, okay, yeah. beds, closets. Yeah, so it's it's pretty small, right? There's there's when you walk in to your yeah. left, there's the restroom. Uh, to your right, there's a little curtain. You walk in, into it's that. Really, and really small. The- Actually, it's kind of funny. The uh, Abigail had one of the bigger apartments. Yeah. Uh, you go through a little curtain on the to the right, and there's the you're in the kitchen, and there's a sitting room, um, directly in front of you. But then uh, on the northern wall, there's an archway leading into another room. All right, I'm going to pull my gun. I'm going um, to say uh, Agent, you, Slash, Agent Slash, guns out, man. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I guess I'll pull out my I'm gun. I'm going to radio over. Hey, okay. guys, um, we found a archway that should not be here in Michelle's apartment. Looks like it's where that tunnel is on the map. We're going to check it out. Let us know what you find in Thomas's apartment regarding the dog. Over. Can you confirm? <laughs> they radio back. All right. Uh, Joe just uh, clicks and says, uh, copy. Do you need any support? Uh, no, just check out Thomas's apartment for the dog. Okay. Okay. All right, man. All right. Just like, so just like or- Kuwait and Iraq, man. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. The two of you know each other already, don't you? That's right. Yeah. You know each other's real names. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, All right. Yeah, the two... Two of you walk around this corner into this little cubby hole area, and you see the apartment transforms into a huge, airy mahogany rooms full of books, tables, and couches. Like multiple rooms that seem to go on one after the other. You see tables and shelves that have like empty crystal tumblers. Uh, you see a cigar, looks like it's just been put out, it's still smoking a little bit in one of them, but you don't hear, you don't see anyone. But uh, off in the distance, you think you can hear a conversation. All right, what do you say? Do we go in or wait for the others? I mean, we got the old art guy and the computer dude, so I'm not sure they can fire guns anyway. Whoa. Slash. <laughs> oh, sorry. I zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally, I was staring at a paperclip. Good luck, Matt. <laughs> he, just, he just felt a fan, a fan save or something. Hey, uh, so, uh, Danny, you want to read, read that last... Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, so you guys, uh, 
walk through this uh, this archway that shouldn't be there, Ben. And and yes. beyond that little cubby hole of the main room, the apartment transforms into a huge, airy, ma- mahogany set of rooms that just seem to go one after the other. They're all full of books and tables and couches. You see empty crystal tumblers. You see a cigar that's just been put out and on, on one of the tables and an ashtray. But there's just books, bookshelves full of books everywhere. And some books sitting on tables. And in the distance, you think you can hear a voice. There's a window in the uh, eastern eastern wall. Uh, you guys kind of take a half step in there and look through that window. The window overlooks another room with books in it. Oh, my. Jesus. That's disturbing. All right, man. Mm. So the question is, do y'all want to step into this area by yourselves or do you want to? Yeah, well, I already radioed down that we're stepping, that we're, yeah. I radioed down and say, yeah, I, I... me and Slasher, uh, we found huge mahogany rooms that seem to go on forever with books. Um, we hear voices. Um, we're we're gun drawn, guns drawn, we're going in. But seriously, I recommend not, a psychopath go in. Have you not checked out oh. the fucking dog yet? Jesus. All right, we'll switch. We'll, we'll switch to you guys. All right, uh, you come out. You come out of the apartment. Uh, what are y'all doing? Are y'all guns drawn too? Because there's a dog in the apart in the apartment somewhere. At this point, I think we're trying to be ready for everything. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you come out. He doesn't have his gun out, but he's just following. All right. All right. Uh, you get to Thomas's. His door is open, just wide open. Okay. And his apartment seems to be empty. Search around real quick. Look for any signs of people or dogs. Um, you see signs of people. Uh, you do see... That's pretty much it. You see, there's a bowl. We'll say there's a bowl on the floor. Looks like it may or may not have contained water or something at some point. Okay. Any idea that there's anybody still there or anything still there? Uh, looking around, you don't see anything. Uh, you guys can both make me uh, idea checks, though. Idea checks. Yeah, is that what it's called? This edition here. Intelligence. Int times five. Yep, it's an idea check. That's a success. Where is that at? It's, it's just, just your intelligence. Dead. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. Okay. So both of you. Right, so you both look at each other. You're in his in, in Manuel's apartment. You look at each other and say, the recorder. The video recorder. Oh my, we should probably look at it. <laughs> All right. Okay, so at this point, you know you're getting angry messages over the radio from, from Matt. All right, we let them know that there's nobody in the apartment. We're going to check the video recording. All right, and you are um, Moses and Joseph, right? That's your real names. Uh, Moses and Joseph. All right, so you play the you play it back, uh, Joe. You play it back. You rewind it. You see um, Thomas walk by. Uh, by himself, he's alone. But he, uh, 
there's a ball uh, as he's walking by a ball bounces for out of out of, from out of frame somewhere you can't tell and he, he catches it mm-hmm. and then he he leans down and waves his hand in the air like this like he's just like waving at the ground mm-hmm. and then he, he walks out of frame that's what you see John you see Thomas walk past with a large gray dog the dog drops a ball uh, into his hand and then he pets it and then walks out of frame So you both you both look at it and see what you see. So Joe is gonna be like, "What the hell was he doing?" And uh, Moses is gonna say, "Where did that dog come from?" What dog? Rewinds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I try to explain to him about the ball, and when he bends over, I'm like, <laughs> "He's petting a dog." Uh, make a sand check, Joe. Actually, both of you make a sand check. Why do I need to be penalized for role playing? <laughs> you both make a sand check. Of course. Uh, Whew! Success. Well, you both succeed. Uh, for now. So no, no sand loss. But as he's describing it, you can suddenly you see the dog in the video, Joe. Me? Yeah. It just shows up halfway through rewatching Wait, it. Okay. Um that wasn't there before. Has been for me. But you see it now? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think uh, I do. <laughs> Moses, you think this guy must just be tired. He's tired. Yeah. Plus, computer guys, there's something wrong with their brain anyway. All right. Uh, do y'all uh, radio back to uh, the other two, the agents? Yeah, let them know. It's like there's no one's here. I saw Thomas right. on the video, and he did have a large gray dog with him. All right. That isn't a mouse. You don't get any response back yet. We'll switch back to uh, the agents up here. All right, y'all walk into the room, into this first room. What do you want to do? Uh, all right, we got we got our radios, we got our guns, we got do we have flashlights? Make a luck check. Definitely got my camera. Check. You can make a luck check too for a flashlight. Luck check, okay. <laughs> I failed by one percent. Right. Yeah, we don't fell. have we, we got no flashlights. No. All right, we brought our cameras though. Hopefully, um, anyway. Sure. Can All right. Have like, your Polaroid cameras. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll go in there, guns drawn, and. Try to head towards the voices being stealthy as possible. All right. As you walk in there, you heard uh, you heard them tell you they were going to go look at the camcorder. So, all right. So you walk into this first room. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to walk into the next one? I guess we're going to look in there first. 
All right, it looks it looks similar to this one. It's a it's more here. like a hallway filled with books. Sort of. Where's this coming from? Uh, generally that direction, but there's you see there's two doors on on the left hand side and four doors on the right hand side as the hall goes about twenty feet down. All right, yeah, I guess we'll step in. I'm going to step in and step back. Okay. You do that. Anything odd? You don't. No, you don't feel odd. If I, I look mean, back this whole place made, is do odd. I still, still see the archway leading into the apartment. You do, yeah. All right, just to try things out, I'm going to try to step back into the apartment. Okay, uh, you step back into the apartment, and you get the last half of uh, suddenly. Suddenly, a radio lights up, and you hear the last half of a sentence from Mos- from. Doctor, I can't remember what you call yourself. Doctor Lewis. Something about a dog is what you hear. Right. Radio, come back. Uh, Moses repeats the message. All right. Just use a video manual has a dog. What kind of dog? A large gray one. There's something off about it. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, they said that they that the parents Thomas Thomas's parents said that when they came to see Thomas, there was a man in a gray suit or a man in a suit with a large gray dog. So, I'm if I'm guessing, which I am, um, if that's the man with the briefcase because they also said he had a briefcase. So. It's probably the man with the briefcase and the white shoes, which is approximately where that would be located on the map, which you indicated just now. Um, so, and the dog shit we stepped in earlier. So that's probably Castain, probably the quote-unquote night manager. Just FYI, when we step into these rooms that we found, our radios do not seem to work. So... Um, I'll leave it to you guys. We can wait here a minute if you want to join us. Or we can head in without you if you want to stay behind just in case. I think I'll join them. Yeah. I've had okay. at least training, so. All right. Y'all are going to join, you said? Yeah. All right. You want to bring anything, Matt? Guys, could you make sure to bring your cameras and four flashlights? One for each of us. <laughs> See how nice I am. All right. And I brought a shotgun from the car. Somebody had a shotgun in the car. Yes, I have a shotgun too. <laughs> I had one. One of you. One of you can have a shotgun. And, you, and yes, you can bring it from a car. Okay. I'm pretty. Hopefully. I already have the shotgun on my. Uh, okay. Sheet. So it's been carrying around down your pants yeah. leg this whole time. More than forty in. No, he's bringing it to me. All right. Uh, I have a. Yeah, your skill in firearms is probably not going to matter. Is a sixty. All right. Uh, All right. So the four of you get up there. Sure enough, this room is weird as crap. Uh, So when you first walk in, the two of you, uh, you walk in and you see this bookshelf uh, full of. Full of books, obviously. It's about 300 books or so there. Um, uh, different ones, you know, different names and such. Uh, you can look at them if you want to. 
I'll do Just a search a check scan. on this. Yeah, I was about to say, let me do a search check on those books. Okay, and then off to the right. Well, okay, so when you come in, then they're probably looking through these books on our bookshelf. Yeah. Just looking for anything of interest. Anything that strikes me based upon what I've... It doesn't matter. I failed. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I failed. All right. Okay, well... I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, I'll right. do the same. Yeah, go ahead and fill another search check. Pull books off the shelf. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pass it, but... Failed by one. <laughs> by one. That's the second time I've done that. These last two rolls both failed shit. by one. Wow. This this game does not like me. D and D likes right. me. This if game. If you want to say not. you're just ripping books off the shelf, I'll give you plus one to your search. I'm just ripping well, I mean, them off exactly the shelf. That's exactly what he do. <laughs> yeah, most of these books are just feminist literature and stuff. He's just like pulling them off the shelf. He says, you know, women of this, women of that, blah 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 blah. And he's just, as he's pulling them off, Matt, you see tucked behind some of those books he's pulling them off, there's a red little diary book about eight or ten inches tall by five or six inches wide. A little red. I mean, it's like the shape and size of a diary. You know, it's a small book. Yeah, I snatched that shit yeah. up. All right. You open it up. You want to just? There's no title on it. There yeah, is a symbol that it. feels familiar to you on the front of it, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look at it. Flip it open. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. You flip it open. It appears to be um, some sort First. of a play, a complete play of some sort. First chapter says, Concerning Hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that? Hear what I said there, Matt? Yeah, it appears to be a complete play. I'm going to flip to the end. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, all right. Okay, the end. Yeah, you, you read the end, but it just won't stick in your head. It doesn't make any sense. You feel like you'd have to start from the beginning. It's definitely a play. All right. Um, How long does it look like it'd take me to read it? Like an hour? Yeah, yeah, probably about an hour to read it. Uh, I have a handout that shows shows this thing to you. I can the entire diary. Uh, there you go. This is what the book looks like in your hand as you're holding it. Yeah. That's so you guys walk in. Okay. The, the rest of you walk in and see him holding this little book. There's uh, and, uh, there's a whole play. In I'm here. just standing there looking at him like. When you see the book, I need you to make a sand check, John. Moses. Oh, because because he, he succeeded his sand check on that symbol last time. Mm. Again. All right. Yeah, you don't really pay any special <clears throat> attention to it. All right. All right, uh, guys, give me give me ten minutes. Let me let me look at what I can figure out in this play real quick. Voices. Um, all right. Ready uh, to get away. So you just want to scroll through it, uh, read through it for about ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um. It it appears to uh, be something about a. There's a, like a. It's a play about people like nobles at a at a gathering going to a party. There's someone named Casilda. Um. Uh. It doesn't make a lot of sense to you. Um. 
they're, they're talking about a, a costume party that they're all going to, and there's some kind of a, uh, a war going on or something. Um, it's, it's confusing to read, uh, just trying to skim it. It's hard to get the gist of the, of the whole play. All right, before so we head in here, um, Agent Joe, won't you uh, hook, jack that uh, laptop into the phone here and see if you can figure out if we got, if we got an email back from Marcus yet about about a request? He does not have the, the laptop with him. He left it in the, in the apartment. Right. Never mind. All right, we're going in. Nothing. I pocket. I pocket this. Uh... My character is good for. <laughs> I leave in the apartment. <laughs> Why would you carry a laptop around with you? You're bringing guns and flashlights. It's the only thing my character has as a work. <laughs> That's not true. You've got a soul. I figured, That's the thing I'm good I at. figured he'd be carrying around in a backpack. Oh my gosh. If I you would like to have it in your backpack, you can. And you can do that. That's fine. It just sure. seemed it seemed interesting to me that you would, you would have it. I would assume because he's so weird that he would have it carrying carry in the backpack like at all times. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask him to check for that email. I, mean, I do that with my Xbox now. Yeah. That's true. So do we have an email back from Marcus? Uh, um, you do. And it says, uh, can have that for you tomorrow lunchtime. If we last till then. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I guess I guess um, I just assume he'll find us. Yeah. Okay. All right. He so says, I, I'll, "I'll email you with address." Um. If I, that's what it says. I'll email you with address if I find oh. it. Joe, email him. Tell him that we found what we found, and that we're heading in. All right. I'll do it. All right, so you do that. Um, okay, let's go. Yeah. Go All right. to the, uh, what are they called on the map again? The night floors. The tunnel of doom. All right, Matt, uh, I need you to make me a sand check. Oh, okay. That seemed random. As you walk, as you walk, as you walk in here towards the night floors, fumble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I hope this is helplessness. You, uh, you don't lose any sand. And you uh, find yourself, uh, you feel like you're moving straight through this place exactly the way you want to go. Um, this is, seems right to you as you move your way through these rooms. All so right. You go into the hallway, take the third door on the right, and everybody just kind of follows you like, well, I guess he knows what he's doing. Yay. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> what and the you, what? Uh, yeah, you begin walking through. Um, soon, though, 
yeah so there's there's as you guys walk through here i don't want to i don't want to rush you through there's there's books sitting on on desks um you know there's the bookshelves are full of books uh if there's tumblers and glasses and cigars and, and lots of things sitting around so if you want to check anything out as you're going through these first few rooms you can um yeah i mean if if uh if matt's character's moving slow enough for us to check things out as we walk i don't want to yeah. get left behind yeah yeah it's i mean i don't think he's going to just leave you he just seems to know have an idea where he wants to go that's all gotcha He's well, hearing yeah, these voices I'll in the distance. A, and... I'll look around once I'm in there. Okay. Is that like a search roll or? Um. Well, what do you want to do? What are you looking at? Do you, are you picking up books? Or are you looking out windows? Or are you sniffing cigars? Yeah, I want to look out the windows since this place is kind of weird. Yeah, um, you look out. You look out one of the windows. It open. It's it's another room that you can't see how to get into from here. Full of books. Anything else of interest in that room besides the books? Uh, you see a uh, there's a lit candle on on the table and a couple of books sitting on a table in the room. Okay. All right, and then uh, I guess you say there's some books laying on the tables in the room we're in. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll take a look at one of those. All right. Uh... <clears throat> Funny enough, funny enough, this first book you look at is a, another book with a red cover. The name of it is A World Without Doors by Emmeline F. Fitzroy. Sound check. Uh, <laughs> everybody make a sound check. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll show you the cover of this book. There you go. Let's see it. The, and then I'll, uh, I'll kind of read read a description here of it um this is a hardcover book you open it up and it says it was published in 1936 by torbett books the cover is an image of an imposing palace tower inverted above a city in which there are no doors as the says uh flipping through the book uh and reading the blurbs it's a book about uh a girl named abby and her journeys to a magical unnamed land. You can, uh, if you wanted to read it, read the whole book, it would just take you a few hours, probably. Uh, so I'll pocket it. Um, okay. Just to, to look at later. All right. Uh, <clears throat> the only other book in this room that's out is actually, it's open with a, just a, Blank index card as a as a bookmark stuck in it where it's open. Okay. Yeah, we'll look at that one too. All right. Um, it's uh, you open up to look at it. It's a hardcover dictionary. It says English Tartesian Dictionary. It says it was published in 1931 by University Press. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, you have history. One of you has history, right? Yeah, I've got history. Uh, what's your history? 60. Okay, 60. You know, uh, Tartessian is a dead language uh, from like the 7th century BC, something like that. It was, it was spoken on that. the Spanish peninsula. 
How would you spell Tartesian? Uh, I can hopefully copy this text. Let's see. And just put it on to roll 20 for you. There you go. out to the others that this is uh, a very old dead language dictionary. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can keep that one if you want to as well. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It makes everything so much easier now, knowing that. <laughs> it's very interesting. Anybody else? Later, but... Anybody else want to get books or, or you feel good? I'm, I'm determined to go where I'm going. I'm just tapping my foot waiting for these guys to be ready. All right. What about Joe? Joe's kind of taking this as a very surreal moment and just like kind of looking for what stands out. Like that's doesn't seem to belong there. Okay. Uh, you do see something that doesn't belong there on the okay. shelf the shelf next to you. Uh, you see a, a small leather-bound notebook just kind of shoved in between regular volumes, like it's almost like it was hidden. You just could barely see it as you were standing there. Okay. I uh, grab it and take a quick look as we're going. All right. Um, it's uh, just a. You just flip to a random page. It's like a, a maze of tiny chicken scratch writing. They see names, dates, dollar amounts, uh, and a note for every entry. Uh, okay. Just hundreds and hundreds of them. Even just on this one page you're looking at. Can I get an idea what this book's about from its title or anything from the beginning or end or its index? There's no index. This is like a. It's like a Who wants to read the whole book. It's a handwritten thing. It's like a notebook someone has filled out completely. Okay. Um,. But see, it's, so every page is just a list of names with a date, a dollar amount, and a note. Okay. What do the names say? Uh, just one at random, you look at it, says, uh, cheating on her spouse with physical therapist. Are any of the tenants married? Uh, you don't recognize the name. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Make me make me a luck check. Why not? Myself or yeah, yeah, you. If I can find it, okay. Where's that again? Luck, it's uh, below your main abilities. It's a 50-50 roll. Okay, there it is. You should just say it's right by the sand check. Okay. It's right by the sand check. (laughs) How'd you do? An eight. I rolled an eight, so yeah. (sighs) All right. Uh, So you see one that says... 
Dr. Marvin Bloom, in parentheses, Agent Marcus. Uh, and there's a date from uh, 1994. And the note says, uh, paranoid of counter-conspiracy. Oh. Okay. So you recognize recognize the name, right? Agent Marcus. That's our handler. Yeah. Okay. Does that mean there's notes about us in here? <laughs> or are <laughs> Um, I don't know. You, you want to try to look at when he says that? Do you t- read that out to everyone, I guess, Brandon? I mean, I I do communicate to everybody what I'm reading right. or picking up on here. All right. So, uh, so yeah, Agent Slash said, are there notes about us us in there? Do you, if you want, you can try and look. I'm going to look. All right. Give me an int times five roll. Looks like a cover of the book. I mean, it's like tunnels connecting. This arcane world to our world. Oh, on the world without doors they're talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, he's he's reading this uh, this uh, notebook thing that he found. All right. I'm going to uh, look through the world without doors. Oh, he's doing that. I wrote a 16. What was that, Brandon? 16. So success. All right, give me a sand test as well. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think while they're doing all this, I'm going to read th- keep reading through that play. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. You got success as well? Yeah. All right, you lose one sand. And uh, you, find, <laughs> you find an entry that says, Kurt Johnson, agent slash in parentheses. What's a uh, give me a secret about Agent Johnson, Ben? He likes to wear women's underwear. Watch um, something he wouldn't want anybody to know. He really loves going to see musicals. All right, it says uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it says uh, well, no, I don't think that's great. Uh, let's see. No, that's not a good one. I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to think of something goofy. Inadvertently caused wife's death. What? Inadvertently caused wife's death. Okay. You were thinking something yeah. dark and... Yeah, something bad. Ooh. I was like, he likes to go see plays. So... <laughs> If you read that out too, uh, so now everybody knows Kurt's real name. You asked me. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna. He's just gonna kind of step back, not really knowing what to think. Yeah, that was right a brutal now. one. <clears throat> all right. Uh, so like I said, at that I'm point, read, I'm reading through that play while they're doing all this exploring. Oh, the play. All right. Yeah, because I figure I'm waiting on them. I got it in my pocket, so I just pull it out and read it while they're waiting, while they're doing their stuff. I'll say you got like five minutes read during that time. Okay. Uh, okay, so there's like a couple minutes of quiet. I'm guessing uh, 
uh, Agent Joe, you just kind of put the book away. Do you, do you keep it and just put it in a pocket, or what do you do? Um, I'm keep hold of it. Seems important to look at later. All right, so you put it in your backpack. Everybody just kind of looks at each other. And uh, Matt, you notice that everybody's just standing there, so do you want to take off walking again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm start walking again. All right. I've been staring After... at this uh, statue in the middle of this photo that you shared that I have no idea if it actually has any bearing to this adventure or not. I cannot uh-huh. figure out if it's like an elephant or a face or an asshole. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know what it is. It's supposed, I've I think been it's trying to figure here. it out for like the last five minutes. That's funny. Well, uh, as you're thinking that, or, or or walking down the hallway or whatever. You guys are walking down this hallway, and you see two people run across uh, the opening at the end of the distant hallway from you guys, too suddenly for you to see clearly. Uh, followed almost immediately by three more men in, lar- uh, in large gas masks carrying shotguns. Say what? Uh, just look at the others like, did you just see that? And uh, and then you hear shotgun blasts. Is that where I'm compelled to be going? Yeah, yes. Yeah, just at the end of the hallway you were walking down. All right, well, I'm... Well, regardless, Kurt's going to take off yeah, running. Too. All right. With his shotgun. All right, Kurt, All I right. got your six, man. I got you covered. You go first. You take point. I got your six. You guys back me up. All I'm right. My gun drawn, so... <laughs> Honestly, me and Kurt should get some bonuses based upon the fact that we know each other. All right. Well, you, uh, the two of you get down there first. Uh, you check you check around the corner and come around the corner and you see two dead people. And then you take a like a double take and you realize that the, what you thought were the two bodies are two marionettes laid on the ground with uh, red tissue paper. Uh, coming out of the out of the chests, and then Moses and then umbrella drawn. <laughs> you see, you see. I mean, you could tell they were torn open by buckshot just by looking at it. And then, yeah, the other two of you come around the corner. You can see like clockwork gears and stuff uh, have fallen out of these marionettes, but they're wearing they're they're wearing clothes like regular clothes. Well. What you would think were like, you know, regular clothes in the 50s, maybe. Pants and ties. Well. Any sign of the three uh, people with shotguns and gas masks? mm -mm. Is this a dead end? No, no. There's a a hallway, but you don't see or hear anything. Does anybody have a clue what the hell is going on? Upon... Upon noticing yeah. that those aren't bodies, uh-huh. uh, I get very tunnel visioned, and so with shotgun like up in in the ready all position, right. I'm just gonna keep walking down the Hold hallway. Hold up, uh, let's, let's, let's search. All four of you make a sand check, of course, these, and I'm gonna search the bodies things. too. Uh, if you fail, it's one from a natural. If you pass, it's nothing. Yay. Critical success. Do I gain sand back? You all succeeded. Look at you guys. Failed. Oh, somebody failed? Oh, all right. So you lose one, John. 
All right. So you're going to search the bodies? Yeah, we'll like search it. the marionettes. You said it's from unnatural? Yeah. So There's nothing to click for unnatural. It's just, it's just helplessness and violence oh. that you have to check. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, my uh, sandpoint loss earlier. What was that? What was my sandpoint loss earlier? That was that was unnatural as well. Okay, I'm now uh, adapted to unnatural. You, you can't that's, be. That's not a thing. It's impossible. It's just yeah, it's not possible. If you look, there's only check boxes for violence and helplessness right. on your my bad. Yeah. cheat. I don't know what I was thinking. That was helplessness. No, that's okay. There's no uh, check box for a natural. Right. right. So you see uh, old New York ID cards for an Eric K. Carter. Not, uh, the ID is marked 1953. And Ronald Burbach, 1955. Uh, as well as some money and bus passes in, in both of them. Uh, they all look like you know, they were printed in the 50s, but they look brand new. But they could have been printed just so Eric K. Carter and who? Ronald Burbach. Uh, I'll put the the details in. All right, I'm going to um, pocket the IDs. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm going to follow Agent Slash down the hallway. He's right. checking out, moving, moving on down. All right. Okay, continue walking down this hallway. Um, slash, uh, you guys have been walking, I don't know, a minute or two, an hour, you're not sure. And you see a door about, uh, uh, well, so the hallway you're walking down makes a, makes a left. You walk down, th- down there. And uh, eventually, about 20 meters down the hall, as you're walking down through there, you see a, uh, a door open. You see a set of arms in long johns, place a wooden box on the hallway floor, and then the door shuts. The arms, from the arms, you can tell it was an African-American man. And you can see burn scars on, on the wrists. And uh, you could hear, you think you heard applause, distant applause, like from a theater or something, as the door was open. And then it shuts. Uh, the rest of you see that more distantly. For him, he was the closest. That's all. Um, I'm going to run to the door. All right. Like, and start knocking on it. Or more beating. What? All right. You don't, there's no response when you knock on the door. I'm not going to look in the box? No, I wanted to see if I could. See a person first because I didn't want to open the box and then a person can guard. All right, you want to. So, box now. You want to open the door? Check the box first, bruh. Box. Okay, uh, yeah, you you uh, open the box and you see there's a book and some like glass vials in the box. Does it seem like trash? Huh? 
Does it seem like trash? I don't know. And there's like some kind of a silvery, plasticky uh, material, like cloth or something, in the box as well. Not not trash necessarily, but just by this time, stuff. have I have I caught up to him? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He was only a few feet ahead of any of you. All right, I'm going to start picking up the bottles, take a look at them. All right. Uh, it's each of the vials has a uh, um, these. Make sure I'm describing it correctly. It looks like plants. Um, let's see. I'm a botanist. I know. That does look like the horse head from P.F. Chang's. So uh, you see, they're like this uh, golden copperish pods, plant pods. Uh, look like they would have seeds in them, probably, or, you know. Diaspora or whatever this particular plant uses to uh, propagate. Anything that I recognize? Um, let's see. Um, what's Let your botany at? Uh, 50. Uh, no, this is completely unknown to you. Uh, this is one weird freaking looking plant. Who's, who's labeling all the stuff in the room? It's a, it's gotta be Ben. Uh -huh. It's not me. It's Brandon. Right. Man. Oh, there's another one now. It's all right. Definitely Brandon. Don't look on his personal face. Bible. That's funny. Um. Okay. All right. I'm gonna put those back in the box and take a look at the book then. All right. And indicate to everyone that they should, probably should not touch those glass vials. <coughs> They're sealed. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the book has a has a um, uh, a title on the front. It looks like it's Latin. Hygromantia. Hygromantia. Yeah, I don't speak Latin. Speak Russian, Mandarin, and French. Yeah. Speak English. Uh, yeah, you, you uh, Moses speaks Latin. Hey, this looks like Latin. Anybody, uh, anybody know Latin? Yeah. Oh. All right, I, I hand do. it back to him. Right, this is definitely a book in Latin. Check and Should check. I, would you like what me to roll? Mean? Uh, my Latin's at 40. Let's see here. Um, just scanning it. Uh, uh it doesn't say what Hagromantia. Means. Let's let's see if Google knows about that. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, you know, uh, Hagromantia is uh, supposed to be 
the uh, original magical treatise of Solomon. It's supposed to be some kind of uh, foundation of ceremonial magic. Jesus. All right. And, uh, and flipping through the pages, it appears to be, uh, to purport to be something like that. Um, it's uh, on the first couple of pages, it claims that it was, uh, claims to have been written in, uh, in the 15th century. All right. I'll and just the, tell uh, them. The, uh, the author is written in a Solomon. All right. Well, I'll tell them that. Um, Solomon's from many years before that, I guess. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah, all right. Put that back. We don't fucking need that for sure. Ugh. All right, let's check out this door. You want to bust through or look through? Slash. I'm gonna open it pretty abruptly and pull the shotgun up again. All right, you pop that door open. Uh, made me a sand check. Great. I knew. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Did you succeed or fail or? I, I succeeded. Sorry, I thought you were looking. All right. Uh, it's a it looks like a half size broom closet. Just a tiny little broom closet. Um, there was also the other thing in there was that silvery plastic uh, cloth thing. If you want to look at that, uh, okay, yeah, you're all, you're all just kind of stare at the broom closet and, and then look back down at the box. Yeah, I guess I'll look at that. Right, it's a it uh, yeah, it's a silvery robe just made of plastic. Kind of like what her assailant wore. Yeah, kind of like what uh, Abigail's supposed assailant wore, yeah. Alright, leaving this shit here. Well, uh, what does everybody else want to do? do you, anybody else interested in these books or the plants? Matt, I feel like your character would be interested in the plants. I'm not taking the plants. <laughs> not taking the damn plants. Not taking anybody the plants. The book, the book I'll t- definitely take with. Okay. I'm not taking those fucking plants. Oh, the uh, the box also has uh, a uh, uh, label printed on the side of it. Shit, what does it say? Uh, it says, DeCraig Corp. Limited, Kemper and Whitehorse Street, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, here's the whole thing. Yeah, share that shit. Oh my god. That's where he, he came from, Chicago, before he moved to New York. I have no idea what's going <laughs> That's where yeah, Darabondi came from Chicago. That's true. All right. Matt, you can leave you can leave those uh plant pods behind, but I'm gonna need you to make a sand check. Okay, that's fine. I'm not taking any damage. You're a botanist plant. and you're giving up a chance to study a plant you. that uh You've never seen before. That's right. I am. Seems out of character. 12%. Sorry. So you succeeded. Yeah. All right. What do y'all want to do? 
have no idea. Keep going. Keep going until we either can't go no more or find our way out of this place. Yeah, I guess we keep following uh, Matt's character. I think my guidance... I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) I think pretty much my guidance has ended, has it not? Yeah. All right. right. Um... And we got a so slash leading the way now. Yeah, and bringing yeah I'm just going to keep going. All right. With the shotgun pulled and everything. I don't think anybody has. All right. Uh, you guys walk for, I don't, you think, I don't know, an hour. Feels like you're just kind of like one randomly walking through and opening doors and going down hallways. <clears throat> um, you see, uh, you come around a hallway, and in the distance, you see a, a big fat guy, Ben. Uh, he, he's standing at a, at a doorway in the distance. Tell him. Uh, he looks back and sees you, and then he turns back and starts uh, quickly trying to like uh, get his keys out of his pocket. All right. Uh, I'm just going to shoot him. You. <laughs> no, uh, no. I'm literally just going to shoot him. Uh, he's he's too far away to, to be effective with a shotgun anyway, but uh he drops his keys, he picks them up, uh uh unlocks the door and opens and uh and closes it. Uh right as you're running by, uh as you're running up there. He closes the door right before you get there. What is it locked? Do? I'm gonna try the door and if it's locked I'm shooting the handle off. Uh, the door does not appear to be locked. I wanted to shoot the handle off. What are you? Well, I guess I'm gonna bust it down. Yeah, open. it opens in. <laughs> so you're just gonna bust in there? Yeah. All right, give me a dex times five roll. Blair's photo album, really? 68%. Okay, you guys... Uh, Dorian you other three. <laughs> you other, you you other three uh, watches as Agent Slash Slash Kurt. He busts that door open and jumps forward into an, what appears to be an empty elevator shaft. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, roll me a D one hundred, Ben. Oh god! Uh, we're all about to make sand checks. Uh, <laughs> I think oh, I died. How many? Right. How many hit points did you have? Hit points? Yeah. Uh, probably not enough. Not eighty-eight. I can tell you that. Thirteen. Now, now you just you add the, you add the two numbers together, so you take sixteen damage as you eventually hit the hit the ground about uh, fifty feet down. So he's dead as shit. You. He's yeah. dead. He's dead as dead gets. Yeah. So you mm. all. All of you need to make a sand check. Oh, great. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been me? Except for Ben. No, why couldn't it have been? I'll, I'll yeah. make a sand yeah. check still. Let's see if I'm yeah, make a sand check before as I fall, die. As you hurtle to your death. <laughs> Definitely. I failed. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I just accept it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Makes sense, I would, makes sense that I would fail. Since I know him. Yeah. Um... Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna say 
Uh, what's that going to be? Suffering violence. Uh, I mean, either violence or helplessness. Yeah, I think it's going to be helplessness, maybe. All right. I'm adapted. I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> That's my third check, uh, man. Uh yeah, but uh did you fail? Yeah. He did. All right, roll a D eight. All right, I might hit a breaking point too. Oh yeah, hit a breaking point. What did you what did you roll? I rolled a four. My sanity is currently at a fifty two. My breaking point is forty eight. So all right, I well, just then hit you, my breaking you reset. Point. All right, well, you reset helplessness because okay. you hit a breaking point. Uh, who else? Anybody else fail, or did you both succeed? I succeeded. What's my next right, breaking so you point? Each, you each take one. Uh, it's your old breaking point. It's your old breaking point minus your pal. Yeah, if you succeeded, you take one sand. Losing one sand for watching your buddy die isn't that bad. I didn't know him. <laughs> what do I write on my character? Dead. Do I just delete it? Uh, you don't have to delete it. Uh, you might come I back as a marionette. Edit. Um, Dead. Save changes. What? Do you, okay, so what happens? Uh, the three of you run up behind him, watch him just tip help helplessly to his death. And hit the ground down there. Shotgun goes off and hits the ground. We should have dropped the shotgun before he fell. <laughs> That's what you say. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, here, here, let, let, when I'm falling, since I didn't lose any sand or anything, I'm very calm about it. Let's see if I can toss no, the shotgun back in right. there. Just, uh. All right. So he's he's about forty feet down. You could climb down that elevator shaft and get anything he has on him if you want it. No. Yeah, Why the shotgun just... in my Colt. Why didn't he just what? So he just bust through. Yeah, he just yeah, he just busted through the door. Went straight down. I gave him a, a, a Dex times five check to see if he could catch himself. <laughs> Failed it. Because <Yeah. laughs> I'm awesome. You're all sixty-eight out of fifty-five. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Seriously, what are the what is everybody doing? What's uh? Well, what what happens at my breaking point? I'm doing nothing. You feel strangely zen about it. Hey. No, no issues. You feel like uh, you should be freaking out, but you're just not. You just you have almost no emotion about it. It feels like like nothing is disturbing you. I think we need to leave this place, but I guess we can't retrace our steps, can we? You could try. All right, let's try to retrace our steps and get out of this place. He's probably never seen someone die like that before. He's like, uh, shouldn't someone go down there and check on him? He's dead. All right, yeah, we when he hit the leave. bottom, the shotgun went off and blew blew his body in half, too. So You can say last rites or whatever uh, if you want. You can't. But. There is a ladder. There is an access ladder. You could climb down there and get his ID or... Whatever you want. I'm not going to do that. All right. We're going to try to retrace our steps and get out of here. I've seen enough. 
He probably deserved it for killing his wife. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? In that? <laughs> he did inadvertently kill his wife. Um, yeah. Well, uh, anything? Anything else get said? I've seen enough. Let's get out of here. He probably deserved it. And why couldn't he have dropped the shotgun out down out here? Those Just, are the three things she gets. Yeah, over and over again. <laughs> All right. Um, you hear everybody make me an alertness check, actually. Oh. Tell me if you make it or it not. It's failed. failed. All has failed. Check your check next to that. <laughs> All of you failed. Okay. Well, then, as if out of nowhere, there is suddenly a haggard young man. Standing next to uh, uh, Moses, he taps you on the shoulder. Moses' shoulder. Yeah. He says, "Excuse me, sir." Uh, uh, I just turn around and look at him. What does the the young man look like? Uh, he's. It looks like he's probably in his twenties. He's got brown hair, blue eyes. Looks like he hasn't shaven in a couple of months. Maybe. Uh, probably not on purpose. And he, he looks kind of grungy like he also hasn't bathed in that time. Okay. Um, and I'll, I can actually show you a picture of him. He says, hey, um, do y'all know how to get out of here? Um, no, but we're going to try to find our way out. I saw you guys had guns and stuff. Were y'all police? FBI. Who are you? I'm 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 David uh, Langford. Um, there's a picture of him for you to see. I uh, I'm the cable repairman. I came to to disconnect the junction box and the, uh, upstairs of this building, and I somehow got lost in whatever this place is. He he starts uh, sort of quietly crying. <laughs> You say he's been in there for months? I don't I don't know how long I've been down here. What's, how has he survived without food? What's today? We tell him today. Was it August uh, 12th? 12th. He, sit, he sits down. He sits down hard. It was, it was the end of March when I came up here. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, Seems to be when everybody else disappeared. I've, I've just been wandering around. Like sometimes I, I find like some cake, or I had some flat champagne a day or two ago. I think. All right, David. Well, you can follow us or not. It's up to you. Sh- sh- sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe you guys can find the way out of here. Can you tell anything? <laughs> tell us anything about this place. Uh, there's. I don't. I don't know. I've. I've seen, I don't know if I've ever seen the same place twice. I've just kind of wandered around. Do we get any kind of indication that he's not telling the truth? Uh, yeah, what's your human? Uh, my human is 40. Yeah, you can all make me a human roll. Or does anybody have higher than 40? Mine's 50. Uh, 50, you think, uh, you think it's telling the truth, but you... 
he's uh he's had a hard however many months it's been. Okay. I had a success. Okay, yeah, you get the same same thing with a forty four. Uh uh Brandon, Agent Joe just has no idea what this guy's about. Because that was a fumble. He's a communist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. David, you can stick with us. Uh but to be honest, I'm sure you probably understand. Um you've been going around this place for months. We've been only in here for maybe some hours and we've already been pretty disturbed, so we'll probably want to keep a close eye on you. Okay, sure, sure. Have you uh, <clears throat> encountered any life-sized marionettes? His eyes get really wide. He, yeah. Those things are weird. Are there a lot of them? I don't know. I've seen them a couple times doing things. Any other people? Sometimes in the, the distance, I keep seeing this guy with a briefcase. Are we the only people you've actually encountered that you've been able to speak with? Yeah. Well, except for that uh, that one guy with the dog, uh, Manuel Thomas. Uh, yeah, he, he just, lives. He here. just laughed. He just laughed and ran away from me after I followed him for a little bit. All right. We're about to try to trace our steps out of here, but I'm guessing that's probably not going to work. So let's just go. All right. <clears throat> um, I guess we'll stop there for the night. Although uh, we probably got like one session, maybe an hour, hour and a half left in this adventure, I would say. So next time Ben's going to play David Langford, cable guy. Yes. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna be the cable guy next time, Ben. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Can we change his name to Larry? No. Uh, but I want him to be Larry the Cable Guy. Well, you're you're gonna have to just be. Uh, you can they can call him Larry, but his name's David. Uh, it'll just be for the one part of a session that you'll play him. Okay. I think I've got stats for him too, actually. Uh, nice. Well, I get to like roll them and everything. No, like I think of he's already rolled up. Uh, oh. Let's see. Yeah, he's already rolled up. Uh, his sand isn't that bad, honestly. He's still got 50-something sand. Is that really supposed to be Bobby Pischer's piano, or is that supposed to be Bobby Fisher's piano? He also said P.H. Chang's. So Yeah, so... Yeah, Bobby Fisher's piano, probably. The chess player. All right, Matt, so you need to mark down that you had a break point and, and what happened. It happened when your buddy uh, fell to his death. Because uh, that will come up eventually. And, uh, yeah, so David Langford does have stats. I will create a sheet for you. Okie doke. Uh, I, I said he was in his 20s. He's 42. I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> Only slightly off. That picture, he looked like he was just—he was in his twenties and just like worn out, worn down from being there. That's what I thought. That is Thanks. funny. All right, <clears throat> I just got hit butted by a cat. Well, at least you didn't get butt butted. That's kind of gross. <laughs> Nose to cat butt. All right. Well, um, 
I'm curious, Ben, I guess, what you thought about hey, your, your first Delta Green death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty commonplace in Delta Green, so. Honestly, yeah. feel like that's probably the way I'd go out in real life. Got a little bit too excited and fell down an elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt realistic. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, God, the labels in this photo are uh, hilarious. Oh, hey. Uh, um, before we before we stop. Uh, as you guys are sitting there, uh, Matt, I want you to make a sand check. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just hit a breaking point, man. Yeah, I, know. I know. I feel like Dane just rolled a dice and was just like, someone else needs to roll a sand check before we finish. Well, I was looking at my quota and I was one short. All right. I succeeded with a 48. He rolled exactly what he needed. Yeah. 48 out of 48. Wow. You only That's got great. 48 sand left. All right. So no sand, no sand loss, but you notice uh, you got this little uh, bag with your stuff on it, you know, like, uh, over your shoulder. You notice two of those little glass vials sticking out with those plant pods. Nah, shit. <laughs> All right. We'll stop I meant, I meant not to take this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We'll Tune back here. in Bye, next Craig. time to see who else dies. Yeah, let me again. Everybody.